Welcome to Kingdom Talks. I'm here in the studio because Gil is traveling, but uh, we're going to have him up here in just a minute, and we're so glad to get started. Encourage you to share this uh, with your friends, with your family, anybody who is open, because we have an exciting discussion today on the power of our words and our thoughts. And let me see if I can get the right button. To get everyone hey. up. There we are. And I see the Culpeppers coming on too. Hallelujah. Awesome. We got Daniel, Jedediah yeah. Cook, 
and um, from um, the uh, say that for me. I went blank on it. Sit Zoom. Zim your Zoom. ministry. Zim Zoom. <laughs> Zim Zoom. Yeah. And don't doesn't your license plate say Zim Zoom? I think I remember seeing that. Yes. <laughs> good. Good. And then we have Karen from the Elastic Army Band joining us. Thank you, Karen, for being on here. We have Maxine, who is faithful and always with us. We love you, Maxine. Thank you for being here. And then, uh, all right, Brian and Cindy, where are you guys at? You're somewhere in the Smoky Mountains. Can they Can you hear, hear us? They might not be hear, able to hear us yet. Okay, well, we'll, we'll wait a minute for them to, to uh, get connected. Yeah, I see it's connecting there. All right, well, uh, our topic is um, still on the power of words and thoughts. So um, if you don't mind, Wait a minute, Brian, can you hear me now? Are you guys there? Uh, unmute so we can. You're muted at the moment. I might have some background noise, huh? How about now? There we go. There we go. There we go. Now we can see you. How? Where are you at? Hi. <laughs> Actually, Cindy and I are in the Smoky Mountains, and we're on a motorcycle trip here for a few days, and uh, uh, so we're joining you from our cabin. Oh, cool. Fun. Very cool. Well, <laughs> if you can, turn your phone sideways. See if we get a broader picture that way. Yeah, there we there go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, I'm glad you're on here. Glad you could join us. We're, uh, we, we've, we've just started. I'm in Iowa uh, at, my, at my sister's place out in the backyard and enjoying the sun and beautiful weather. <laughs> so, well, again, so we're on the topic of... Um, power of words and power of thoughts. And we had a great discussion last week and thought we needed to take it another week just so we could get into some of the more nitty gritty. I've got some things to share, but Daniel, you also said that you had some new revelation. Uh, so why don't you start us off? Why don't you dive in? I'd be glad to. I'd be glad to. It'd take me a minute just to kind of break through just a little bit, but it's funny, my wife uh, didn't know that we were coming on. I She's at work right now, and, and so she didn't know that we were coming on. She knew her, that, that we get together and do stuff like this all the time. Today, when she wrote her daily Hebrew declaration, though, she wrote something that was was perfect towards what we were talking about today. And so her daily declaration says this, Through discernment, the ability to see what the Father is saying. Mm. So it's coming from the living letter, Ayin. So discernment will bring about the ability to see what the Father is saying. So with spoken words, standing upright and open, we bring truth and praise as we lay hold of the things of Yahweh and do not let go. And, wow. and so when, yeah, she, when she wrote that, I was like, it reminded me instantly of Habakkuk 2. And I began to, to meditate on it to, today as I was beginning to, to look into the idea behind the, uh, the power of our words and thoughts. Yahweh through multiple and a myriad of ways has, has, has shown me how important it is about the way that I see things. You know, I've got several stories to go into and I don't want to get into them right now because it would just take too long. And I want to hear, I want to, you know, inter, inter, interchange with all of this, but let me just kind of break into saying this. I, I realized quite some time ago how my words and my thoughts worked together. And, and really it came about as a result of this, where I began to realize anytime we hear something, every time we put a thought together, 
our our brain instantly creates an image instantly all right that's the yeah, way yeah. that's the way that we're yeah. able to to be able to do or say <laughs> or do that's why without a vision the people perish because if there's no ability to put a picture on it how could we ever imagine what it could possibly or potentially be so we have to have a grid for it number one and we have to have the ability to be able to then understand it if not we're going to make our own picture of what yeah. it is yes right we're going to create I, our I, own go ahead go ahead and i want you to continue with this but i just you're stirring up a lot of things already just the power of words power mm -hmm. of words i can say dog and immediately you get a picture in your mind. So that word creates a thought for you. Now, for me, it started as a thought and then became a word. So it, it kind of goes both directions, but we create, we name things. We mm -hmm. the, just even the power of naming something and Adam was given that privilege to name all the animals and each name that we bring out has a purpose and a meaning behind it. But anyway, that's a whole and other. And I think added on to that that we can have in the discussion is that it also carries an emotion as well. Oh, um, yeah. I listened to last yeah. week. Uh, it was so good, the conversation. But I was like, you guys aren't hitting on the emotion that is tied <laughs> into a thought uh, and our words that, you know, is part of this whole beautiful mix that uh, is put together. So it's kind of fun. So good. Continue on, Daniel. No, it's it's good because because Adina, you're preaching you're preaching exactly what I was about ready to talk about. No joke. I was going to bring up about the idea between the thought and emotion, because again, uh, Gil, with what you just said, think about it. When you said dog, what dog are you talking about? Are you talking about a Chihuahua? Are you talking about a Great Dane? Mm -hmm. So now you a we're, we're still talking about. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, and and so well, and, and the other part of that is that um, if I've gotten bit by a dog, that's a definitely different emotion than if I have exactly. a, a, a dearly beloved dog I love. So it's good. Exactly, exactly. All right, so there you go. So based on that perspective, you know, when we begin to put together a picture of what, of what uh, we're seeing, you know, it's then that we begin to form an idea and for, begin to form the, the place of the way that we see things. You know, quite some time ago, Yahweh had me, told me, asked me two questions. And there are two questions that I look at when I look at anything. What do you see and how do you see it? Mm -hmm. So really, when, you, when I look at what do I see, the first thing I'm determining is, is I, I need to put a, a definition or I need to put a picture on what it is I'm seeing. And then what Adina just said just a moment ago about how do I see that? Now, that brings in the emotional aspect of that. How How is it that I'm looking at it? Am I looking at it? <laughs> because I'm afraid of dogs because I've been bit or am I looking at it because I have a beloved dog exactly what she just what she just said and I got and as I was and I was digging into this I'm going to cut through a lot of this because boy I could I could actually preach a message on it and probably will on this <laughs> right. Sunday in Slidell when we're there but <laughs> I got to thinking about Habakkuk 2 and you know, when I looked at the, the prophet Habakkuk, especially there, what he was, he was talking about, first off, the, there was some things going on with Judah and the Chaldeans, uh, Yahweh had released the Chaldeans to judge Judah based on some things that Judah had chosen to see. You see, yes. they had, yeah. it's not, they weren't, they weren't being in there and judged because of, they were judged because of what they were seeing and the way they were rea reacting to what they were seeing. 
And, and so Habakkuk comes in and says this. He says, I will stand upon my watch. So he says, I'm going to look into the middle of this thing. And I will set myself upon the tower, according to the New King James Version. So in other words, I'm going to separate myself away. I want to look at this from a whole new perspective. I don't want to look at it the way that I've always looked at it before. I want to set myself upon the tower. I want to set myself away from this. Or set myself upon the rampart. And I will look to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am reproved or when I'm corrected. Yeah. Well, that Hebrew word is really interesting. And this is where I'll stop just to get the conversation going. The Hebrew word there is really interesting, especially if we look at it by the living letters themselves. So not just take what the, uh, what the, the Strong's definition is, but looking at the living letters, looking at the pictures of them, and then determining what it's talking about. And the, uh, the Hebrew word there is al-tokhati, tokhati. And it's ayin lamed. Now, hmm. ayin is the Hebrew letter that talks about the sight, yes. the eye. I will look to mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. what he will say and what I will do when I'm corrected. Well, lamed is a, is a letter that talks about learning and yes. teaching understanding talks about that place of being in the father but the tach the tach choti uh that last part of that begins to talk about uh, the picture see tav is a finishing it's a completion and so think about this i remember when as a kid when i was growing up that i would get a picture about something and suddenly and i would have a a, a beautiful grandiose idea of what this would look like when it was completed now my completion picture is still only a bucket, a, a drop in the bucket of the of the uh, magnitude that Yahweh wants to do. But I still would create this picture of the completion of what it looked like. Wow. Yeah. Cough is where it kind of comes together in this because cough means the palm of the hand. The living letter cough mm -hmm. does. And the way that I used to see this was 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 like in the in the term behold. When my daughter used to come and she would make something for us when she was a child, she would put it in her hands and say, see mommy and daddy, see what I made for you. In other words, behold and see the creation of what I have done from out of myself, taking Play-Doh, taking crayons, whatever. Behold mommy and daddy and see what I've done. And so this is just that. It's the finishing of what I behold. Now we're talking about the thoughts. You know, that begins the, the, the beginning of this. But the really cool part is the choti. Now, this is one word, it's, but it's pronounced tachoti. The chet is a letter that talks about marriage. In this case, this is what I heard Yahweh talk about. It's, it's, it's the joining of the two becoming one. Wow. wow. Once again, we have another tav here. So this is the true completion. This is the fulfilling. This is the way that Yahweh sees it. You see what I'm saying? That final top, yeah. and then there's a yod at the very end, which literally means my. All right. Mm -hmm. So you add the the tav yod at the end, and there's a, what's called a hiric yod, which is a, a pr pronunciation symbols that basically mean my. So it's really this place of expressing what it is on the inside of us as we begin to talk about this. So why is this necessary? Well. If we think about faith and faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, it really, our faith then is based upon what 
uh, Kenneth Copeland used to talk about in hope. Hope is a blueprint. Hope is is a place where we begin to see a vision and we begin to create a, a blueprint of something to be able to build it. Wow. And, wow. and so you see this, this whole thing, when we talk about the power of our words and our thoughts, we're really talking about some of the foundation of our faith. So there you go. What are your thoughts? There's so much more I could go into with this, but I want to stop right there. That is so good. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Anyone else? I'd love to hear from Brian and Cindy or uh, anybody online. I got a bee buzzing me. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not, but he was like right here in my face. <laughs> the outdoors, wonderful. He was just wanting to be on Kingdom Talks. Yeah, he was. I, I'm waiting for some birds to come down and, and land on me. I was going to show you a couple birds, but they haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah, so and also just putting it out there for people, uh, you know, YouTube, Facebook, anybody listening anywhere, please share your comments. We'd love to hear your comments and your questions. Uh, Brian, go ahead. No, I was just, uh, I was actually having, I, we, I changed locations here. I actually had to come inside because, there's, like I said, there's a waterfall behind us. Plus motorcycles and stuff was going by. And I was really kind of struggling to hear Daniel there a little bit, but I, I do know that I I, uh, I have been uh, Cindy and I both have been involved with just what we call conscious language, yes, uh, and, con and consciously choosing our words correctly. And uh, the the whole I think the whole Western language is pretty jacked up at times. Uh, we've gotten uh, we've gotten away from the true meaning of, of our words a lot um you know I, I mean how many times a day do we say uh well i want to so and so and <clears throat> the scripture says that, that jesus said you shall not want you know yep. so, you know it's, it's just a to me a consciousness uh around our words that we speak because our words are powerful as daniel was talking about uh, i think that's what he was talking about is <laughs> the best i could hear but yeah, you know, words words are very powerful. They're creative, and uh, and and so uh, Cindy and I both are are really um, coming into a place where we we become conscious of how we speak and and the words that we put out there, because the scripture also says that the word that I send out will not return to me empty or void or, or yes. of no use, but they it will accomplish the thing that I the intention that I sent it out to do. And so we're, again, we're very uh, thankful uh, that uh, a, a man named Bob Stevenson came into our life and was was able to uh, bring awakening to us in that area. And so, uh, yeah, words and, and, and thoughts are, are very powerful. It doesn't matter if it's just a thought, it's still powerful, it still carries the same weight uh, as that spoken word. Uh, so anyway, and and I don't, Cindy was, <laughs> Cindy was trying to find me a, a good place to that we could uh uh hear everybody so anyway i didn't know if you wanted to jump in on right here no pressure no pressure just so, <laughs> one thing i hear from a lot of people is oh i was just kidding well it doesn't yes. matter you know and that that has been like something that's really quickened to me through the years is it doesn't matter if we're jesting or if we're joking because yeah as Brian was saying, what we put out, it will not return void. And so if I say something negative in the words like Mr. Bob taught us, like can't, 
or the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, anytime I say, I want to go somewhere, I want to have this, want means lack. And so that literally <laughs> means I am putting out there, this will not happen in my life, or it may happen, but on the timeline, certain frequency of words will change that out of the alignment that it could be for my higher purpose. That's yeah. good. I've I've heard you guys say occasionally, like, cancel clear. Yeah. Uh, is that yeah. kind of the way to erase that? Yes, ab absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and it, and it comes to the awareness of being accountable because we're so programmed in the cultures we live in. And so a lot of times if, if we're out eating, you don't always want to, you know, say things. But Brian and I, a lot of times we'll either do a little love pat or we'll kick each other under the table because it's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like I just said that again because we've all come up under different languaging. And, you know, we're so, we hear a lot about, you know, words we say, and, and I think we get stuck on the wrong thing sometimes. Like it is very, very important on the languaging. And so I, I have been very aware lately with my grandchildren, beginning to teach them at a young age and explaining wow. what that means, not from, you're not in trouble, but honey, this is what this really means and teaching them how to manifest the Lord's blessings over our life. So it, it can be very creative and fun. Yeah, and that, that's something that has definitely affected and changed Adina and I's lives over the last years because uh, there just came a point where we were both speaking to one another when we heard something come out of the other's mouth where we would say, is that really what you want? Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, because uh, I, I, you know, I grew up in a very kind of negative home where a lot of negative things were said and spoken out loud and and uh, it was just natural for me. And even yeah. becoming a pastor, I still had a lot of that baggage. But um, I, I would say now that I, I feel like we're 85, 90% cleaned up in our home to where, you know, I, neither one of us say that to one another much anymore because uh, it doesn't come out too much. But there still are times. There definitely are those times. But sure. it is so important to start taking every thought captive before it becomes a word, which has, I believe, even more power. So, you know, your thought process, you can take it captive and stop it. But when you speak a word, you just released it. And so, like you said, that cancel clear, it's almost like you have to do something to bring that back in once you've said it. You say a word to somebody, you know, a negative or positive, it's going to impact them. It will have an effect. And exactly. you can't, you can't, you know, even even the cancel clear sometimes isn't going to be effective in that case. Uh, but you can at least let somebody know oh, I did not mean to say that. You know, I take that back. <laughs> um, yeah. How many how many times have we heard uh, someone say I'm just sick and tired of so and so, or or I, I I'm I'm barely making it. I, I have a, around home. You know, we'll say I'll I'll say to someone, you know, man, how's it going? Barely making it, man. Barely getting. It. <laughs> Uh, just, I'm talking about just speaking, literally speaking a manifestation of that to, to occur in your life because of the creative power of our words. And mm -hmm. so Zena and I both teach, you know, that uh, I am, when you say I am or I'm, that's the most powerful two words that you can yeah. put together in a sentence. That and is. So we're very aware uh, of that, kind of like you just yeah. said about you and Adina. Uh, yeah, she'll poke me under the table sometimes. <laughs> 
I'll be like, what? Did I, did I just say that? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've experienced that too. So, I, you know, I totally agree with that. At the same time, like when I ask somebody how they're doing, I really want to know. I don't want to know uh, blessed and highly favored of the Lord, you know? And, well, and so how do we communicate how we're feeling without declaring that over our lives? Before you go down that road real quick, I just want to share uh, Victor Jenkins, who I've had on the show once or twice um, for decades. And it used to irritate the crud out of me when I would hear him say it. But every time I'd say, hey, how you doing? Always, 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 he would say, I'm better than I or um, better than I have been, but not as good as I'm going to be. That was always his answer. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want a, um, I don't want a cliche. Yeah, when I'm talking right. to someone, I, I really want to know because I'm interested. I care about them. Um, so how would you address that? I know really quickly, Damon, Damon Thompson. Uh, shared this before, uh, Adina, uh, because it, 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 that whole thing, uh, I'm blessed and highly favored, is, is that is, it's a cliche-ish, cliche-ish thing. <laughs> Damon Thompson, he said, yeah, well, that's, they get that from, uh, you, he said, well, Mary said she was blessed and highly favored, and she got sent into Egypt, uprooted the whole family and sent into Egypt, uh, you know, and just a lot of not good stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, that that whole thing is like when I hear that too. I'm like I understand the speaking positive thing, but it's it's you can feel that I can I can feel when somebody yeah. says that if that's just a uh, that's the correct answer because a lot of times people will answer you in, in because they're programmed to answer. You. Yep, they're from right. up here instead of from well, the heart. <laughs> well, the other thing too is just to realize that it's a greeting. For most people, it's just a greeting. It's like, hey, how are you? Or, hey, good to see you. Uh, because honestly, if if we don't want them to give us a pat answer, we need to think of a new greeting or think of a different greeting than how are you? Because if you really want to know how are you, then ask how are you? If they give yeah. the pat answer, then you can say, no, I really want to know how are you? I have the time. Because in most cases, we're not thinking, oh, I have 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to sit here and listen to how you really are. Because in most cases, we did, we said it as a greeting. And then this, if someone does start to tell you, like, uh, wait a minute, I got to be somewhere. <laughs> I can't stick around. <laughs> well, I I would say when I say it, I do want to know. And I, I don't necessarily, I may not have the 10 minutes, but I, I would like to know, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, um, are you at a 10? Are you at a 3? Um, so I should just answer you and say, when you say, good morning, how are you, Gil? I'll say 5. Yeah. No, actually, I'm in an eight. I just say eight. How are you? I'm eight, nine, ten. Yeah, but I, I what, really what care. Zero, <laughs> hey guys, we have a someone. Dimitri made a comment on Facebook. Check this out. Um, hi guys, Michelle Hart and myself just finished our weekly meeting, equipping heaven dwellers, and tonight. We were engaging the angelic realm with regard to words, and they will accomplish what we need out from heaven for us to be aware of how we speak things. So good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. And again, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, please uh, give us your questions or comments. We'd like to hear what, what you have to say. I'm going to say this. Yeah, adding to what I was talking about earlier, there's uh, there's something that the Lord spoke to me one day. This has been 
probably six months or a year ago while I was talking to a friend of mine, and it really struck me that really fits in with what we're talking about. And it was this, uh, the intents of the heart forms the matrix that the words of the mouth have the ability to develop and grow in. And I began to realize that that really those thoughts and emotions, Adina, like you were talking about, and Andrew in the YouTube, I've got YouTube pulled up. You know, he was talking about something along that same sort of thing. Thoughts create emotions and those emotions create reality. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Not, yeah. really, yeah. if you think about it, our emotions create a frequency. And I know Cindy is, is and, and, and Brian are very well versed in the frequency aspect of this, but the emotions create a frequency that are carried on the sound waves yeah. of our words. Yeah. That's right, the reason right. why right, our right. words create. And so the question was for me when it, when it came to the matrix part of that was the foundation part of that. I began to realize that, that you know, this was during the years of, of, of uh, Kenneth Copeland and the faith, the faith guys. And, and I, I believed it. And it's still what they say is still true. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I honor yeah. those guys greatly because they helped to form the way that I see things now. But the, the, the problem was that there was, there was a problem with my matrix. And what I mean by that is that I would speak the words of, of, of being wealthy and being rich and this and that, but my intention, the part of me that, that looked at that, I had a picture in my head of poverty. Yeah. And so yeah. the frequency that was being created when I spoke, even though they were positive words, the frequency that was adding to that or the emotion that was added to that was Man. that of poverty. Right. And so right. when the blessing did come and it did, and it did, it yeah. came, but there was no matrix. There was no foundation for it to hold. And it went, and I had to start all over again. Yeah. And, and, the other, and I, go ahead. The other thing I'd say on that is it's, um, it, it can misfire communication wise when you're talking to other people in that. And so um, a little while back, we were going to have a special event and, um, some close friends of ours, they texted and say, said, oh, we're not going to be there. Something else came up. And, you know, it, it was kind of devastating because we were like, you know, this is really important. And, and you're just like, oh, something else came along that was better. And, you know, when we kind of dug down with them, the reality is, is that they were sick. But they didn't want to admit that they were sick because they were afraid, you know, of that frequency. Mm. And yet it caused a whole different frequency of almost offense because it was like, what, you know, you don't want to be with us. And, you know, for me, I, I want the authentic, you know, I, I want you to tell me, you know, where you're at and who you are. And we can go from there. Um, you know, we can find places to help us all, you know, ascend to a higher place. Um, yeah, but if, I, they... if you're faking it. Yeah. The, well, the, the opposite of that is denial. You know, when you're in total denial of where you're at, you're, you know, you broke your arm, your, your bones sticking out and you're like, no, it's not broken. It's not broken. <laughs> it's really, you know, now we may get to a place where we have enough faith to where you say, no, you're not broken and it will come back together. But currently I don't know anybody in that position just yet. So, you know, we got some work to do. However, you know, when we can't acknowledge where we're at, then we're very likely not to get the help that we need in order to cross over and to continue to grow. But Karen, you had something you wanted to say earlier. Yeah, um, I'm involved in um, reading Karina's latest book, The Blueprint Celestial uh, Engagement there. And she brought up this, I never thought about it this way. 
she brought up in the book that remember the days of deliverance mm-hmm. binding and loosening and all that well she says in her book that you're actually activating those demons wow sure. never wow. seen sure. that before i was like <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I believe that now. I didn't believe it then, but I would definitely see that now because it's just, it's also that principle of focusing. What -hmm. you focus on is going to grow. You give life to things that you name and that you speak over. You give life to it. So we need to be very careful what we're speaking to and giving life to. I mean, that just messes up the whole deliverance around my there. Yeah, it does. It really does. That's why, you know, I had somebody on the show at one point and they were talking about their, you know, their ministry and their stuff. And I, you know, I was kind of shocked at the time because I wasn't really aware to the level I am now, but they were, they, I saw comments coming up. This was back when I was doing live shows. I saw comments coming up, you know, saying, I can't believe this person, you know, preaching a doctrine of devils. And, and I didn't get it at the time. But, you know, looking back now, it's like, yeah, you know what? They're giving life and they're giving power to this. Now, whether they're, yeah, exactly. So I want to be really careful of that. Does it mean that something, well, here's the thing. And I, I don't remember where I said this, but I said this already recently in the last week or two, but you know, when we begin to uh, focus on, on, on the dark side, well, number one, let me back up even further. There is no darkness in God, period. That's right. There is no darkness in him. Right. Any darkness that we think is there is our own perception and it's our own creation. Right. So what we're creating and giving darkness to is, you know, we're speaking to, we're speaking it, we're giving it power, we're giving it authority in our life. That's why Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, that I've given you all power and authority over the enemy. And he really has. We have all power. So when we begin to focus on, you know, oh, I've got this or I've got that or this is hurting or, you know, yes, it may be. But to continue to focus and speak on it and think of it, uh, I've got my own experience where I had lower back pain for years and and just lots of back pain. And, um, uh, you know, I had surgery for it and then it, it came back after I had the surgery. Well, Part of it was I knew and I could tell very clearly when I was focused on it, it was hurting at an eight, nine or 10, but I could do something. And literally this happened all the time. I would, I would, I would, I would say it was a miracle, but I would go preach. And when I was preaching, all that pain would go away. But you know, what was I focused on while I was preaching? I was focused on delivering the message. I wasn't focused on the pain and there, the pain went away. And I can tell you probably a hundred other stories where things like that took place all it was was a shifting of my mind when i wasn't focused on the pain it was gone but when i focused on it boom it was there i gave it power and authority over me and i'm still working on that one because there's still some you know things that happen here or there but i would just encourage people who are experiencing pain to at least begin to practice this because i believe it it's it's a very powerful part of uh, our journey that we can have the mind over matter and begin to experience the frequencies that would alleviate a lot of that, if not all of it. I like to use the terminology, I am overcoming this. So if somebody says, how are you feeling? Well, I'm overcoming, you know, some struggles or something um, because I'm being honest, but at the same time, I'm framing it in a frequency of overcoming. I don't know if that helps. That's true. Doesn't that kind of go back to that Oh, Brian, I apologize. Doesn't that go back to that question, though, about the emotions and the way that we 
you know, mm -hmm. with what we're, we're, we're saying something and then taking every thought captive. Is it okay to go ahead and confront the thought, look at the thought, understand yes. the thought, and then do something with it? Yes. Yes. And I, go ahead, Brian. I, I think that was uh, uh, exactly right there, Daniel. It's, it's, I've had a lot of people say um, they almost, it's almost like it's, it's, it's become an identity for them. Uh, uh, an issue can become yeah. an identity for them. Yep. And they will, they will even begin to own it in, in saying stuff like, well, my diabetes, uh, my so-and-so. Yeah. And what Cindy and I have learned uh, again to do in, in that case is maybe phrase it like this. Now, now I'm ex right now I'm experiencing so and so. Yes. Uh, instead of instead of own, like putting tagging it and owning it in your <laughs> right finger, right. Uh, we we kind of change it and say, well, right now I'm experiencing a migraine uh, right now or whatever, and just kind of change the vibration of that of those words. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I, think that, I think that's a helpful thing, too. Well, and I think well, awareness is the key. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I remember years ago when, I mean, for 38 years, I had so much physical stuff. And I remember <clears> Brian <throat> to me one day, he said, when we would travel, he said, do you realize every time you talk to people, they end up having the same issue as you have? And it ticks oh. me off. It's a trigger, right, Daniel? Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And so, but he was right. So what I was doing, I was drawing that vibration of conversation. And then we would just talk about our knees hurting or the fibromyalgia. I mean, this was years ago. So it is the vibration. So, so I think right now, and we had some beautiful conversations last night and this morning with just people we've met on this trip. And it is amazing the awareness that I so see the consciousness of people changing and they're yes. so open-minded right now. I mean, we have had some, yeah. oh, divine conversations. And, and it is, so I think awareness is the word, like for me, yesterday we, we were on the bike all day. And so Brian and I, we've been together since we were kids. Well, we used to ride motorcycles with no helmets. You know, I hop on that thing and go everywhere. Well, in my twenties, I ended up in an accident and I went off a pond down on a four wheeler. And the mm. only thing that kept us from flipping was my leg was caught around the tree. Oh, and wow. so here I teach them how to clear trauma and stuff. And so when Brian got his motorcycle a few years ago, instead of me being excited, I was very fearful. Mm. And so, you know, I, I think I did a lot of removing that energetic from me for him but not so much for me. So I've noticed in the last few years, I always have an excuse, you know, and Brian knows like if I don't have a peace in my heart, I will not get on that bike. I, yeah. I, I know that's, that's just my way. And so anyway, I was really excited about this trip, but yesterday he kind of stretched me. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> we're going to go on like a short ride, right? I was on that bike five hours. And so, so what I awareness though was, I noticed the tenseness in my body and instead of, and, and I always, when we travel, I write out our prayers of protection and I put it either in the car. And so it was on the bike. And so I had so much awareness and some of those um, curves, you know, they were <laughs> pretty curvy, but what I did yesterday, and, and I'm so glad the Lord, you know, was with me to teach me through this. I began to notice because I teach a lot about staying in present time. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So if we're if we're in the future or if we're in the past, we're not living our life. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. when I would feel that familiar feeling, right? I would there were so many dogwoods and I would look at the dogwoods and I would say out loud, I see you. And yeah. in that moment, yeah. it everything shifted for me. Because so I good. knew, like in my head, you know, I knew everything was perfect and fine because of what I had done. But the feeling that came over me was amazing. So I think it's without judgment of ourselves, because, you know, like for me, I've been in church my whole life. And so we carry a level of pressure and judgment. Well, you shouldn't think like this. Yeah. But just being aware and having that grace for ourselves is just part of yeah. the process for me. That's yeah, so and you know, sometimes uh, if I have the wherewithal when I'm thinking about a, a situation or my own body aches or pains or whatever, um, I have stopped to kind of, and this is the beautiful thing that we have the ability to do as human beings, to step outside of myself, look back at whatever it is I've, I've framed up and make a choice to say, I'm reframing this and maybe even deconstructing the whole thing and then build something back up that's new, uh, you know, and just realize, okay, my thought process. So I, I, th there have been a few times, not very many, probably just a handful where people have asked me, you know, how are you? And I've, I've given an answer more along the lines of, um, I'm working on my thought process right now <laughs> because I realize I'm in a bad place with my thought process. And it could be emotionally, it could be, you know, something totally you know, uh, you know, just uh, the the filters that we have in our own mindsets and so forth. But, but yeah, it's like, yeah. Currently, I'm just working on my thought process because I know this area here is off, and I need to fix it, and and just begin to work with Father in in doing that. I need a new framework because I don't want to frame this up to carry it anymore, whether it be and a migraine I, or anything else. I think that you've touched on something, Cindy, so powerful about living in the present. And I don't know if um, if you can addr address that a little bit more, but when you think about conversations with people, you can talk to some people and all they're talking about is the past. Um, I think a lot of us were always in the future. We're like, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And, you know, what is our next thing? And, you know, what are some keys to staying in the present in our thoughts and in our words? Well, a great example a while ago, we, we met this precious couple and we had probably gone into this little bakery about 10 after three. We knew the call was at four. And so we, we were just standing talking and then I looked down and it's 3.30. Now, back in the day, I would have been like, oh my gosh, we've got to go. We've got to go. You know, we're only two minutes from the place. But yet in my mind, my programming, oh my gosh, bro, I would have them on the lap. You know, we got to go. We got to go. But, you know, I took a breath and I thought, Lord, only you could bring the frequency of this divine connection right now. And I am going to be with it. So I think with, with that, Adina, like, and, and for me, I was always talking about the past and the fibromyalgia and all of the pain. But it's like, even, even now, you know, y'all have heard me talk about body talk. And so what you were talking about, Gil, like if, if sometimes I'll tell people, my knee like when i tore my knee up i have had to go back i mean i had total acl reconstruction i knew before i had my accident i was already forewarned right 
but I didn't listen to that. I pressed through that. So as my knee was healing, I went back and laid hands on my knee and talked to my knee, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that right there because I am the authority of my body. And so when I go back and say, it's just like if you, if you go off on your children when you're raising them, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I didn't mean to holler at you, but I did. Well, it's the same thing with our temple. And so coming back to present time. And so a while ago, if I had rushed us out of that restaurant, okay, because that conversation in the next 15 minutes could be a lifelong connection. So I think it's just taking a breath, being aware of the pressure to finish something because, you know, Brian will be like sometimes, babe, we got to go. And I'm like, we'll get there at the divine timing. I, mm-hmm. I'm learning that in my life because, again, our Amen. Western culture puts so much pressure <clears throat> on what we got to do, what we can't do. And it's like, no, this is not like the, the new kingdom. Like the kingdom that we're coming into is the ebb and flow of the spirit. And so it's us as people learning that new rhythm. And that, that's how I see it. It's a daily process for us and for me. Eckhart Tolle said it, said it like this. The only thing we have that's real yeah. right now is right now. And yes. this yeah. present yeah. moment and this present second, we, we're not in the future and we're not in the past. The only thing that really is, is significant is this next breath. Is, is is so important and and that's where we we really should live it's really where jesus taught us to live yeah. was in that moment uh, uh so anyway it's good so good it's good so anything good. else on facebook or youtube go ahead karen no there are no questions nobody wants to come out and play with us i don't know <laughs> all right well maxine <laughs> do you have anything we haven't heard from you do you want to share anything i do um with the emotions and our thoughts there's a little lady uh she's 92 years old her name is eichel horman and she is a a brain scientist she works with uh, ai and um well she did but she explains how the brain works when a person is traumatized and the things that trigger that that trauma again Mm-hmm. She brings the person back to the emotion, whether it was fear or rejection. And when they feel that, when they get to that place of remembering that emotion, <clears throat> they let her know. And that's when she claps her hands and she says, I cancel and nullify, clap, the power of this experience and other related experiences. And I command any spirits of darkness to be gone. And she claps again in the name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. I cut off, she claps again, neurological connections in emotional memories and diffuse, clap, all the related incidents of rejection and anger to be disconnected, she claps, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I ask you to come to make a new connection with your peace love safety and acceptance and i ask you to reprogram the brain and instill your new connections replacing previous connections with the new neural pathways of your peace love safety security and acceptance 
And wow. I, I did that with a friend who was having a lot of spiritual issues and kept wanting to go to the courts and she was still experiencing everything. So I took her through this prayer and the first time she said, it's gone. Wow. wow. Very good. Very good. Different That's tools. Awesome. Thank you, Maxine. Yes. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. Karen, you had something you were going to. Yeah. Um, you remember when Kingdom Talks first started and you guys were playing the somatics video? Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that. Well, how about this? The power of your words affecting the um, material things around you, like your home, even the glass holds, <clears throat> the memory of the words spoken in your house and things yes. like that. <laughs> well, I have had an experience that on that very thing that I can share very, very clearly. It was it was it was so profound and I've shared it before. So some of you may have already heard it, but uh, I was going to pick up my daughter. She was at work and i was in her car because ours was getting worked on or something and i had my my uh, phone for the gps down in her cup holder so didn't have my car where i normally have it set up nicely and it kept falling over my phone kept falling over and i i you know i was doing okay but it finally came a point where i needed to make a turn i was in heavy traffic you know five o'clock in sacramento and it was just crazy and i'm trying to figure out where am i supposed to turn and my phone falls over at the same time that I'm trying to look and keep track of everything. And I know I'm right there and I, the turn is here. And um, and it, it, it triggered me and I just went off. I just, I went off. I, you know, <laughs> you know, grabbing my phone and, and going through all that. And um, as soon as I did that, as soon as I did it, I just felt the atmosphere in the car and everything around me, the phone, the car itself, the atmosphere, me, obviously everything shifted that frequency that i put out in that instant shifted the frequency of everything in the car i immediately felt what had happened and and i apologized i, I really did i just i am so sorry i mean and i felt like i was speaking to every molecule around me just i am so sorry i did not mean to cause that frequency did need did not mean to send that out so that was one of those cases where a thought became an action in a word in just, you know, nearly an instant. And I didn't take it captive and it got away from me before I ever could even, you know, do anything about it. Uh, I mean, that's, that's not true, but you know, we practice. So we get to that point where we don't ever have that happen, but it happened and it shifted the frequency of everything. And I'm talking, there was not any nature around. It was the physical elements of the car and the atmosphere, the air, everything. I felt it shift and I immediately was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I need to apologize. <laughs> so, the thing that to me, Gil, is that it'll, it'll keep happening until you do the work and get, get that stuff taken, peel those layers off and allow those layers to be peeled off until it doesn't happen anymore. And then you'll move on to something else that triggers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Adina knows I'm Yeah. 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 Adina knows that I'm already perfect. I'm there. I There's yeah. nothing else to worry about. That, that's what I was trying to say with that. <laughs> but isn't that the beauty of it? Isn't yeah, that yeah. the beauty of it? Yes. The fact that the fact that we can <laughs> confront it, that we that we can make the mistake, we can confront it, and then we can do something about it, and we can be changed from that, from glory yes. to glory, from line upon well, line to precept upon precept, and glory to glory. Yeah. So one of the things that we teach in the ultimate impact is um, 
you know, uh, joyful repentance, number one, so that when the enemy accuses you of something, you're like, hallelujah, there's another thing that I can take out of your hands. That's in the court system. But at the same time, when we get triggered, it's another, if we're in the right frame of mind and we know what's going on, it's like, hallelujah, I now got something else that I can take and, you know, go through the process to get that healed and get it taken care of. <clears throat> but yeah. unless we're triggered, sometimes there's a lot of stuff underneath that we're not even aware of until we get triggered. So. That's what I, I love in our transformations course. Uh, Pam Vandenbolk says it often is finding the treasure behind the trigger. And uh, so it's, it's always a joyful thing that we can move into. It's awesome. That's beautiful. It yeah, is. That's I was, good. I was thinking, Gil, when you were saying that too, I was, I was raised in a very um, disciplined home, um, very strict home. And so I think that's where I learned how to be really hard on myself. And so sometimes I use the word, um, I get to self-parent myself. And so what <laughs> I've learned through the years is I can be gentle with myself and I yeah. can go, oh, that's very interesting. Because used to, and I think some of those emotions that go along with that is, embarrassment mm -hmm. judgment oh my gosh i shouldn't have done that oh i felt stupid when i did that but i've had to embrace and he help heal that part of my inner child right and so now when i supposedly mess up i can gentle parent myself and and that i know for me that has so helped me with confidence because brian will tell you i did not have any self-confidence but i think it was from the being abrupt with ourselves. And that was the way I was raised. So I always had the pressure. I always had to do it right. And and that's the unconditional love of the father. We're all learning to remember who he truly is. So if I love myself that way, and I'm gentle with myself, knowing I'm doing the best I can do, then that's just an integration. Yeah, so that's good. good. So we only have about 10 minutes, not even that, but we can go a little over. Um, I would love to hear from each of you, if you would, just a brief um, takeaway that if it, somebody's listening to this, what would be the, the the one main thing for today that you can think of to share with people that would uh, help them more than anything? Just just briefly, if you can. So anybody can start. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll jump in, Gil. Uh, for me, the, the 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 point to me would be, you know, go easy on yourself. If you if you're trying to really if you're trying to really uh, not say the wrong things or or you know uh, say things that uh, you know you're going to get down on your own self about and stuff. Man, give yourself some grace and know that this is a process. Uh, learning how to speak uh, uh, consciously. Uh, it, it's a process. Cindy and I have been doing this for a few years now, and you know, it's 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 still a work in progress. And so, there's a lot of grace, though. You know, there's a lot of grace, and so I just speak that over uh, wh whoever's out there listening to this to this um, today, and say, man, do just do the best you can, and love yourself and and grow. Uh, it's it's an opportunity. Cindy says it all the time. It's an opportunity to grow. So good. That's good. I, Who's next? I, can I can I teach a little tool? I feel like somebody may can use this tool. Like so, there's a lot of fear in different you know areas of the earth right now with different people groups. So one a really good exercise for somebody on the call in between your pinky and your ring finger. 
right here in the web of your hand. Just place your hand over the center of your heart. And this is called a fear tap point. So if you're noticing that you're having a lot of anxiety, you get anxious and just really fearful about the future. This is just an exercise that you can do. And as you do that, just take a deep breath in through your nose and release the fist out through your mouth. Let's do two more breaths in through your nose. Last one, in through your nose. That's a very simple exercise that you can learn and take with you. And the scripture that always comes to me, or we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the Lord has given us so many things to do. So just remember fear tapping in between these two fingers, just embracing your heart. It's so Thank good. You. Someone else. I'll hop in. I'll go ahead and hop All in. Right. I know for me, uh, quite some time ago, and of course, this is this is always an ongoing process. It's it's you know I don't I know I can talk for myself. I know you guys have probably already arrived, but I'm I'm behind y'all a little bit. I'm getting there. Okay, I promise. But uh, you know the truth is is that this is this is one of those things that I think about that's helped me a lot, and that was when when Yahweh first took me into the secret place. He showed me a treasure, and as I was meditating on this, these beautiful sapphire stones that he had shown me, uh, I, I gave it back to him and he told me, no, it was mine, that this was, he wanted me to build something with these sapphire stones. And it was, it was through that, that as I was meditating on it a couple of days later, I began to realize that in every time that there was darkness in my life or there seemed to be darkness in my life, as long as I waited long enough, and usually it had to do with me working it out in my own head, yeah. I would always find a treasure at the, at the end of every rough circumstance, always. And I started remembering every time that that happened. And then it hit me. It, I realized, you know, why am I looking at a problem and then trying to fix a problem? Why don't I look for a treasure yes. instead uh, of looking at the problem yeah. And then yeah. dig out that treasure from the very yeah. beginning. And instantly my, my, my whole attitude changed from I've got a trouble, I've got trouble that I have to overcome to, oh, give me a shovel. We about ready to dig. We're we're hunting <laughs> some treasure here. So there was an like excitement that. in the midst of uh, in the midst of it. Now that could have been a pile of cow manure that I was digging through, but there was still a <laughs> sapphire at the bottom of that pile of cow manure when I got done. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, if there's any yeah. one thing that, that I could share would be that. Look at every situation as a treasure hunt because I promise you, Yahweh loves you. He He wants to give you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask to think. And he's already given you all that you need. Matter of fact, with the pile of manure came the sapphire. They came together. <laughs> yes. They came yeah. together at the same time. <laughs> That's good. So, That's good. So beautiful. I guess what I would share... Or go ahead, Brian. No, I said that's beautiful, Daniel. Oh yeah. So I guess what the I would manure. share is <laughs> <laughs> beautiful manure. Sorry. Beautiful, just wonderful manure. Um, I'm not messing. <laughs> so I guess what I would share is, you know, I don't know if you've ever given a precious gift to somebody and then had them had them like just not appreciate it or or like it near as much as you liked it. 
and yet you sacrifice to give it to him. I think of that and I think of that in terms of father creating you and that you are that treasure. You are that beautiful thing that he loves so dearly. So why wouldn't you love yourself well? And I, I always keep coming back to this because honestly, if you can learn to love yourself well and be good to yourself, uh, so take every thought captive and just look at it. Look at the thought and say, is this benefiting me? Is this good for me? If it's not, get rid of it because Father doesn't want you to have it. And once you begin to do that and you begin to realize how valuable you are and how many things that you might stop thinking or saying about yourself because you are learning to love yourself well, that's going to then spread over to other people. And you can ask the same question, is this thought or are these words going to benefit this other person who I'm speaking to. So I'm going to leave it with that because I got a lawnmower coming close. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say something though. Um, off, I think if you, like Daniel said, spend time in the secret place, but also encounter future because then you can see ahead and not looking past. Mm -hmm. So when you see the future, then you go, then there's a mindset change in you. Yes. That's good. <laughs> Encounter <That's>... future. <laughs> That's, That's good. good. That is good. And Thank what you. I what I would like to share is uh, we could probably have a whole nother session on this. I was hoping we would touch on it. We did a little bit, but my heart is really for authenticity and being in agreement with our mind, our spirit and our body in what we say, because I know for so many years, um, I, a lot of things came out, out of my mouth that my body did not agree with <laughs> and my heart did not agree with, you know, saying yes to everything when I really wanted to say no. And so for me, it's been a real journey of integrating and, you know, working on seeing that, you know, if I'm saying something, I want to make sure that I'm able to say it with my whole heart, soul, mind, body and be completely engaged in it versus giving you a half-hearted, well, I guess I will, even though I really don't want to type of thing, because you can feel that frequency. And so being really intentional and authentic about who we are uh, with a positive, you know, overcoming frequency. I'm just real curious, Maxine, do you have anything you want to share or? Yeah, this morning we had um, me and God had a conversation and I was going through the chastisement issue and was, was feeling kind of ornery and, and defensive. And so I just took it to God and we worked things out. So asking the father is very, very important. Yes. And also so good. Daniel, dung makes things grow. <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> all right anybody on facebook or youtube anybody else sharing there okay all righty then uh thank you all for joining us and uh it's the first time don't i've done this yet we what? do have one we do have an announcement so don't forget that gail <laughs> go ahead karen yeah <laughs> i don't want him to forget because i get don't forget to say that. <laughs> please join us monday the praying medic Dave Hayes oh, will be yes. in the house. So you guys tune in for that. That's going to be an exciting hour spent with him. So. Yeah, yes. we should have shared that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, tomorrow night, Gil and I will be doing our, our usual Wednesday night, but it'll be, again, different because he'll be on the other side of wherever. Um, and <laughs> hopefully I can join. There's a lot of variables <laughs> like lawnmowers and, uh, I don't know, you know, of all days, I'm, I'm sure they didn't mow in the last two to four weeks because the weather's not been that good, but they're mowing today. <laughs> And then we have uh, a whole bunch of exciting events coming up. So I encourage you to go to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. All kinds of amazing things that you can be engaged in. So, All right. Love you all. Thank you so much for watching. And tell your friends, share it, and uh, consider partnering with us. Uh, take a look at our website. We certainly can use the, the help. We're um, growing, and things are – Father's breathing on this, and there's a lot of life in it. So – I uh, encourage you to step in and be a part of that if you can. We thank you all for everything you're doing. Blessings. Love, Love you, you all. all. Take care. Bye-bye. Your sons are rising.